The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Starving for Attention, and uh, we have uh, a really fun guest coming in, Jasmine. Yeah. Uh, he's coming into our home. Yeah. Not the walk-in studio. Our like, mobile uh, walk-in, as we uh, yeah, call it Yeah, the residence. Yeah. Uh, Troy Johnson, you might know him from uh, Triple G as one of the main judges. That's Guy's he's, Grocery Guy's Grocery Games. Games. He's got more appearances do he, there. Do you think that Guy Fieri planned it to be Triple D and Triple G? No, I think he pl- planned... You know, I think Triple D just happened, and then they right. were like, "Oh, well, they like alliteration, right?" And then they were like, "Well, it's a grocery store, and it's guy, and there's some games." And then they were like, "Wait a second, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be triple that." That's why I, I would like to. I want to do a triple B. What's that? Blaze uh, bars, bistros, and brasseries, and Blaze, okay. which I guess is like a quattro B. Okay. Well, you, I think you should do more like Blaze, B boys, and ball caps, <laughs> or boom boxes. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that? yeah. Oh, if you, you need something for sneakers to fl- slip in there on a B. I couldn't think of one. Um, beaters was the only I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beaters. <laughs> Kids are wearing a lot of beaters lately. Hey, everyone. Uh, Angels Envy, founded by bourbon industry legend Lincoln Henderson and his son Wes, produces small batch hand-finished bourbons. In addition to their Kentucky straight bourbon finished in port wine barrels, Angels Envy also produces a rum-finished rye and a cask-strength bourbon also finished in port wine barrels. During his 40 years of experience in the whiskey industry, Lincoln had collected a black book full of innovation ideas, but when Wes presented the idea of pursuing a passion project, Lincoln knew immediately that the port finish was the one they should pursue together. Wes, who had a passionate entrepreneurial spirit of his own, stepped in to drive the project forward. Vroom! That's my little sound effect for that. Today, Wes carries out his father's legacy, leading Angel's Envy alongside two of his own sons, one who has followed closely in Lincoln's footsteps as Angel's Envy's production manager, having acquired Lincoln's fascination and skill with flavor profiles. Both sons understand that there's one sentiment held higher than the rest when it comes to Angel's Envy. It's not perfect till it's finished. I wish I had that sort of integrity. In the Henderson family, bourbon is an important bridge between generations, a way lessons are handed down from father to son. Sometimes these lessons come from a book, but more often they're taught the way Lincoln valued most by doing. Follow Angels Envy on Instagram or Facebook for more lessons from Lincoln and the Henderson family, as well as Father's Day inspired cocktails. And if you're looking to celebrate Father's Day with a refined bourbon worth sharing, visit angelsenvy.com to find out where you can buy a bottle of their port finished bourbon or rum finished rye near you. Uh, so this is kind of fun um, and, and, uh, and somewhat unintentionally and perhaps sadly appropriate. Because uh, Troy's coming in, Troy's known, of course, he, he does Food Network, he's a host of television shows, stuff like that, but he's also a writer. Right. That's sort of his main thing. Right. Uh, and he's coming in, so he's a tra- he, he's, he, Troy's got a travel doc, he's a writer, Right. and we just recently this week lost uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Super sad. Really sad. I'm, uh, yeah, I think we were both pretty shaken from it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, one, I mean, you know, we're out here on the West Coast and I was flying that day. Yeah. And like my phone started ringing at like, you know, 5 a.m. Right. Uh, West Coast time with like people that are, are we don't hear from all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eli and our attorney basically <laughs> rang us up at like uh, 5, 5 a.m. or so, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. It might have been like 4.45, quite right. honestly. Yeah. Because we were on the West Coast. Uh, and it was just like, oh, man, did you hear the news? Bourdain's dead. Uh, and that was cra- a kind of a crazy shock, like very. Yeah. And then you woke me up with that, and it took me a while to place. Like, well, I had to tell you. I know, and I'm glad you did. But it was it just it like my brain was just like calculating. Like it was like no, not he's not talking about Tony. He's not talking about Tony Bourdain. Right. Like, it just like I don't know. Like my brain didn't connect it for a while. It was like does not compute. You know. Yeah, and like I mean, I didn't even hear the the story when I you know like until I got in the car and I just, you know went and checked on the news. Um, but I figured we we should probably just quickly, you know, it's not a current events podcast, but it did just happen. We have a yeah, writer he, coming in. It's still right. only a couple of days old. Uh, everyone yeah, there's has. A hole. I mean, there's just it's a massive sucking hole. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels I, like. Uh, you know, I I think it just happened over like the last two days. 
watching sort of CNN to sort of do the best of and sort of the in memoriam and homage sort of stuff. Um, he's he was really good at what he was doing as a, a television producer and a documentarian or whatever you want to say. Well, he was kind of bl- blooming into all those things, right? right. I mean, I would say, you know. and you know, I, I don't watch a lot of uh, parts unknown. Uh, you know, it's always on. I always hear it in my car. It's always on in the hotel room, but I don't like really sit down to like to watch it. But last night we, I watched like a bit of an episode and then yeah. like the best of the, thing like, that CNN yeah. did. Memoriam. The memoriam. Yeah. And like, what a good, sh- like what a well oh, yeah. put together show, which is yeah. of course not, it wasn't just Tony, his whole crew, his but whole like crew, it's right. got to start from the top and he's done so much of that. Like he was, he was shooting films, you know, like, I mean, yeah. there was just some beautiful images and, yeah, it was you know, artistic. Uh, and so the internet sort of exploded, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're obviously, I mean, amazingly so, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess, um, uh, you don't think about it, uh, you know, but, but I mean, he really did like cross all kinds of borders, right? Like he wasn't just like a food guy, you know? I mean, I think I told you this, like every post on my Instagram feed was, was Tony Bourdain, every, almost every single picture. And I don't follow a lot of food people specifically, you know, like I kind of tend to have a little bit more varied, um, follower list so yeah it was crazy and, and kind of eye-opening really to to see just how many people were, were taught musicians artists you know like yoga instructors i mean it was like literally like everything everyone yeah he he, he touched a lot of people and um you know of course in the culinary world there were just a ton of people who sure uh you know were then you know explaining on social exactly what tony did to them what he meant to them uh, I felt a little weird about it at the beginning. I remember I was on the like I was jumping on that plane and I was like, you know, I don't want to just throw up an image of Bourdain and you know just say R.I.P. Like I, I it, it gets a little confusing because I do feel like in current events, regardless of who the person is, like there's how am I going to say this? It's like mm-hmm. it's content, like it is content, right? Like it's it, it's content. It's something sure. that's happening in the day, whether sure. it's politics yeah. or news or sports. That's and, like picking up on the the top hashtag or something. Right. right. Yeah, and like, sure. I just wanted to make sure that like that wasn't, you know, to like sit on it and really think about it before we said anything about the moment. Sure. Uh, and then I'm glad I did. You kind of pushed me to like post something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you posted a couple and, stories and I mean, even one of the stories I thought, you know, with the the blurb from uh, the advanced praise on, on try this at home, your first cookbook. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot that he wrote that. Like right. I totally, I kind of just like, you know, like you kind of start to take stock of, of the moments you had and the moments you shared. And that was one that I, I forgot completely. But I remember like when, when he agreed to do that and it was like, we were just blown away. Oh, absolutely you know? massive. Mean, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I, you know, I think this is also one of the things like, and, and someone, some hater said it on my Instagram account. Like we're not, you know, we were never, close friends with Tony Bourdain. Yeah, no. Uh, he judged a couple episodes of Top Chef. We shot an episode of The Layover together. We did the Cayman Cookout with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he And then he agreed to write this um, advanced praise for our cookbook, sort of the lead blurb for the cookbook. That's pretty much the extent of it. Yeah. We'd see him around we here swam and there. parallel lives, you know, and maybe not even that, but like, you know, we swam in the same stream, you know. We but didn't, looked up. We yeah, were, we're yeah. some flounders on the bottom of the sea. Right. Every once in a while, we'd look up towards <laughs> the golden surface and, you sure. know, Bourdain would be skimming across the, the yeah. top there. Uh, but what a great, and I, I mentioned it in the post, like his trajectory, the fact that like he did have this arc of redemption. He was a drug addict. You know, he, he didn't really start a writing career until he was in his mid-40s. Right. Uh, and then like, you know, stopped cooking, you know, and, and like just, and even like was sort of like the bad boy chef and like, you just saw this crazy evolution and I, that's the sad part. And I think, and Colicchio said it yesterday. I just read, you know, it took Tom a couple of days, I think to really comment on it, but mm-hmm. like his best work was yet to come. Right. And like yeah. I, I, after watching, uh, parts, parts unknown yeah. last night, I was like, wow, yeah, you felt Tom's it. right. Yeah. He's like, you know, he was gonna, he was gonna create, like he, he was, was gonna growing into yeah, those, he was, all those things. Yeah, he was gonna, definitely. he was gonna win an Oscar or something. Like, I mean, he was right. gonna produce something that was gonna, you know, he was just a creative, and like, right. it, it also was just inspiring because, like, you, you need just sometimes just these little successes. Obviously, he had a big one. He had Kitchen Confidential, which you know really moved the dial for him and ha- had him start climbing this mountain. But it's inspiring to look back and be like, wow, you know, if you're just a cook, or even if you if you're not a cook, you want to be a cook, you want to be a chef. Uh, you want to run a marathon, whatever it is. I'm just trying to think of some of the things I've done in my life. Like Bourdain was one of those stories where you could be like, oh yeah, I, I think I can do that too. Um, you know, if he, if he did it, you know, I, I can do it. 
Yeah. Um, so incredibly sad. Do you have any, you know, I mean, what do you, I mean, like, and, and yeah, irreplaceable. Like you yeah. mentioned it, right. I mentioned it in my post. Yeah. Like the travel doc space is pretty saturated right now. Right. Uh, there are some people that do it really well. Andrew Zimmerman uh, has a, you know, a different, you know, a different vibe, a different mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, t- I, I think you have to have that long arc too. Like he was, he was doing so much activism work. He was such an activist yeah. lately. Yeah. It takes, He's and it takes hundreds of episodes. For, for the underserved and the underrepresented too. Right. Even, even through his show. I mean, you know, we, we watched that, that piece last night and like, I mean, this is a guy that's going to Senegal. It's going to Libya. It's going to Iran. You know, like he's, he's going to these places where there are people that are, that are underserved. There are people that aren't having their voices heard and, and, and projecting their voice across the universe, you know? And he did that, you know, with, with women recently and, and, you know, I mean, he's, he's just a whole. Yeah. Know? He was a champion for just, Hey, once you get to meet people that are different than you, you start realizing that we're a lot more alike. Yeah. I ran, I ran across a comment. It might've been in your, on your post or it might've been on someone else's post, but, um, a comment of, of someone that just said like, you know, thanks for, it was an, a person, an Asian person. And it was basically like, thanks for, for making, you know, people respect Asian culture and not just thinking like we're icky or gross because we eat bugs or things or you know what i mean just different right. things and it was something along those lines but like that he did that for so many cultures for so many countries for so many people of just like you know you go into someone's house and you are served food and it's the greatest honor that you can have yeah you know and and who knows who knows where it was gonna where it was gonna go from here unfortunately um we're not gonna get to see yeah. you know bourdain's sort of later later life incredibly sad um we did it all across all social you you've been a um, you've been, you've made sure we put it up on starving for pot as well. Yep. Um, Hey, if you, if you, if someone needs help, they just need to reach out. They need to find a friend. And I know it's really hard. I can't even yeah. imagine, you know, having that sort of darkness, you know, um, you know, be floating around your, you know, your subconscious or you're, yeah. you're thinking about these, these, these thoughts, but, um, you know, you can reach out and you can find someone to help yeah. and you know, who, whoever that is, um, everyone gets, depressed right i mean everyone goes through moments of depression and people shouldn't feel bad about reaching out and getting help i think that's yeah i hope that if something can come from this you know that 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 that's that that's a movement that could come you know from from a death like like tony bourdain just you know it's okay like look at this look at who he was look at who what he had you know from the outside externally and like he he was suffering you know he had he had troubles and and every other person in the world can can understand that you know that idea of, of suffering so hopefully this makes it a little bit more okay for just an average joe to to be suffering you know it's right and there's, and there's people out there um that can help you yeah wow okay well that's probably as heavy as uh we've ever gotten on starving for yeah well, it's I mean, been pretty heavy the last it couple has days been, that's the thing honest, it's yeah. like uh you know, it, it's like, I mean, you know, for, I mean, I guess because we know, but not just for us, obviously, like it's like losing, you know, it is like losing a family member. Yeah. You know, and it comes in. It kinda, feels like it for sure. And I it mean, comes it in does. waves, you know, like little waves of like, oh yeah, you know, that person's not here anymore. Like, you know, like, you know, it takes some time to realize like what actually happened. Mm. Um, and, and crazy, like we were on set with Eric Repair, uh, literally a couple of days before this, right. you know, a week, week before, uh, and, you know, shared a quick little DM with him to make sure he's doing okay. Because that's a side of the story that no one's really dug into. I mean, could you, yeah. can you imagine, you know, having, you know, finding your best friend um, and, you know, what he's got to be going through as well, right? I yeah. mean, uh, and uh, of course, family members, friends, crew, people that are close yeah. to him. Like, we're just kind of fans, yeah. to be honest, but uh, insane. So, uh, hopefully everyone's doing okay that that as well as they can be you know under the circumstance um we're feeling it here uh, i'm sure everyone uh, all of our, our listeners um you know felt it as well um and uh let's change it up we got troy johnson coming in yeah. here off of this heavy heavy stuff uh but again i but think we have it fun is- with troy so i mean i think in these moments like it's you know we're trying to bring a little levity and, and a little little smile, hopefully, to yeah. the day. You know, after the end, after this part. And, and we just we we just recorded with Troy, so we're kind of Tarantinoing this. That we're going sort of in envelope back, style, back yeah. order here. Right. But um, you know, we mentioned Bourdain briefly, but like again, it's just interesting because you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Troy's a writer and you know a travel doc host. He's hosted a few things on Food Network, so they 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 sort of uh, you know have similar. Sort of backgrounds. Hey, uh, take a moment to think about your undies. 
I know, it's, it's, it's a little weird. But your first thought probably isn't, they're awesome, which is why I want to tell you about MeUndies. They're comfy, awesome undies that'll make you feel good from the moment you put them on. And when you feel good, anything is possible. As a matter of fact, I'm in a pair of MeUndies socks right now, low cut, super comfy. I've had them on for a few days. I don't recommend that, uh, but that's how comfortable they are. MeUndies are made with a material sustainably sourced from beechwood trees. Their naturally soft fiber makes a fabric that you won't, that won't sag or ride up. And trust me, once you put on a pair, you'll never want to get out of it. With MeUndies, you can get undies sent to your, your door right now. No more hunting around for the perfect pair at a crowded store and eventually settling for something good enough. Uh, MeUndies is sure you'll love their first pair so much that if you're not happy, they'll do whatever they can to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, keep them and they'll refund you. So it really is risk-free to try the best underwear ever. And I'm kind of sprung on these underwear, guys. Uh, I'm wearing MeUndies, like I said, right now. There's a couple pair downstairs. Uh, but if you're not sure, well, MeUndies has a deal for our listeners. First-time purchasers get 20% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. Get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself right now. To get your 20% off your first pair, free shipping, a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash starving. That's MeUndies.com slash S-T-A-R-V-I-N-G. MeUndies. I'm down with MeUndies. Uh, and without, <laughs> he's coming up the steps. Here he is. You ready, Jasmine? I'm ready. All right. Troy John. And Sally's here too. That's right, and Scarlett. Sally and Scarlett, and Sally was, uh, was really excited um, that Troy's here. Here he is, Troy Johnson. Dude, I, I'm, you're first of all, okay, Troy Johnson's here. Yeah. Um, you're looking really good. Thanks, brother. I appreciate um, it. I, not that you don't always look really oh, good. Oh, yeah, last year I looked really bloated and fat, and I was drinking uh, my way through a divorce. Uh, is, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. understandable. So, you know, sure. I'm like, now I'm back, in, back. The, in the water, and yeah. I'm actually eating well, nice. and I'm not drinking like a fish. It is kind of one of those things, like, you look like you, like, you're kind of like Aquaman. Like, oh, it yeah. looks like you just came out, like, did you surf did you here, surf and then just came and did the podcast? I or? I the last three days. I was going to go surf before we, uh, beforehand, but I just couldn't get it going. Where do you go? Uh, Anobi. Oh. Yeah. Well, you live down that way, right? Or in a tiny little one-bedroom cottage right by the beach. It's fantastic. Nice. Oh, a one-bedroom so cottage? Are you selling it? Because no. <laughs> it sounded sound like you were kind of like pitching I, I am, it. I'm, try, I'm trying to. Where are you going? No, it's not. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounded like a nice like uh, ad sale there. I, I think. know you were in. Uh, absolutely, um, but you're looking you're looking good, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's muscles there too. I feel well. You know, once you get back out in the water, you know, your, your body starts like waking up again. Yeah. How? My, my knee's hurting a little bit. It's like, oh wait, we, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. yeah. I'm right though. Good for you, dude. Like a little beach cruiser. And you also just came back um, from shooting your your uh, Big Ten show, right? Yeah. Eight weeks in a row. That's no joke. Uh, I mean, congratulations on the the fitness, but like, congratulations also on that on that show. Thank you. Which I'm like super jealous of. Which I'm just jealous of everyone else's I'm, success in a good way. That. Same. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I'm jealous of all your success. But like mm-hmm. you're... I want to buy your house. <laughs> but you're... You it's for switch, sale. You switch houses. It's yeah. for sale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, but you've been, uh, you've been on the road in the Midwest. So I have to ask then, like, are you... At some point, do you just get over hot dogs? Because you're like sort of doing this like collegiate... Yeah. Like all those like... Um, I only think of that that genre as like have you ever seen Todd Blackledge on ABC who's um, ex-football player at Penn no. State who um, basically does your show and yeah. like they do like a minute segment on whatever the ABC Saturday night game is like, oh, like here he is eating the right. biggest sloppy chili oh, cheese dog right, he goes in so Wisconsin loading. yeah he right. doesn't find something ridiculous is it, is it all food like that like this like just you know, hungover much, sort of food college food is actually getting a lot better than I, I mean even in the Midwest I mean the Midwest actually yeah. surprised me when I, when I first went in the Midwest I was thinking that there's there that great flyover state you know that I'm like oh I'm in the belt buckle yeah. you know and I'm, right. like, I'm gonna find fries I'm gonna find fried fries I'm gonna find fried dogs right. fried, you know like the deep fryer is going to be the star of this entire part of the country which is also not bad yeah it's a great tool yeah. it's molecular gastronomy yeah but it's um, actually gotten so much better like, we were at a place called Forage it's, this kid's making his own kombucha down in the basement of this place and he's doing grain bowls and you know he, he hires a farmer who actually works on the line right you know with him and they're, and they're doing as much organic stuff as they possibly can what city is that that was Madison, Wisconsin oh I've never yeah. been to Madison See, no, but we did Kohler last year we did 
which was um, outstanding. Now I see all the mics on you guys. You guys are sneaky. sneaky no, honestly, it's 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 uh, sneaky slash uh, not really funded. That, that there well. you go. Fantastic. It's the only way we can mic up four people at one shot. At one shot. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's really. I mean, you think about all the, the Big Ten school towns. You know, they, they Ohio State, Columbus. I always oh, judge. Yeah. I always judge a um, city on its gay scene. If it's got a good, strong gay community, <laughs> nice. Then, yeah. Then I, I know that it's going to be a decent yeah. city. Yeah, that's yeah, actually that's, that's pretty smart, dude. That's why I love you. Like you just that's knowledge right there because it it's usually, also true you're gonna find better food, better food you're gonna find better art. shopping and art and yeah. fashion yeah. Exactly. um really really well said yeah, dude. and columbus has a great gay scene they've got a short that place called the short north and they've got a bunch of different like restaurants and and galleries and, and stuff like that and then madison has i think madison has the highest per capita of gay couples in america really and i'm like are you over san francisco That's or you know i mean asheville North Carolina? is it the couple part of that statistic that makes it I, like I, you know what i mean like is it that there's right couples, san like, there's just, oh, we're all here we're yeah. just right not, we're not we're getting not. married we're not bedding down yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's actually exactly what it is. Probably. It might be. It's more mid- Midwest sensibility. Um, but three seasons, dude. That's amazing. It's great. I mean, it's crazy. You know, I mean, it, it's one of those things too, man. I mean, it's you know, I mean, I've been doing Food Network now for we, we, we've been doing it for you. Well, you've been doing it for Bravo and Food Network, whatever. Right. We've been, we've been doing guys grocery games for five years, man. Is it? Uh, wow. Is that only? Is it only been five years? It, it's <laughs> since 1974. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say like yeah. founded. In, yeah, I am 347 years old. <laughs> yeah. Preserved only well, by whiskey. Well, also you. I, I don't know. I mean, do they do stats on it? Like, you've probably had the most. Have you had the most appearances on Guys Grocery I, I Games? Think I've had to because oh, I mostly, yeah, that'd be cool to mostly out. just because I'm available. You know what I mean? <laughs> mostly because I'm like, uh, they're like, hey, Troy, what, no. do you, what do you have in your schedule? Do you have a restaurant to run? Nope. Do you have a um, a book career to run? Nope. Do you have a magazine to? Yeah, I can do that from the road. I'm like, I will just come and live there and stand on a street corner until you call me to say. Now, I do think there was a season where you did just that. Did, I, I didn't lived. you like live at the Flamingo for like? at least a year I lived there man <laughs> it's very Hemingway like I feel like you should have written a book while you were I, there right? well I should have if I didn't <laughs> find myself at the wagon wheel well speaking of Hemingway though like that's I feel like you kind of capture that spirit Maybe not as wild as I don't. And again, I'm not studied in Hemingway, but I know he was sort of like a Renaissance man of sorts. He he definitely, he, he definitely was a Renaissance man at the bar, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but he he lived like what was like like incredibly like glamorous, like interesting man writer's lifestyle, right? Like. Well, I, is, I've given up a lot to, to live a writer's lifestyle. That's for sure. You know, I, I don't have, a, I don't own a home. I have like, I, you know, I've got yeah. like twenty seven dollars in my bank account, yeah. but I love it. Right? Was yeah. that part of the um, romanticism? Like, were you attracted to the romanticism of that? Were you attracted to like the lifestyle of like a Hemingway or? Uh, even like a Bourdain, to be honest. Well, I, you know, at the end of the day, like I just, I love writing, and and I, I don't, I don't want things. I've never wanted things in my entire life. I drive a 2003 Dodge Dakota truck that I've had for, you know, now for 15 years, and I, I will drive it until it just it throws throws up and, right. and dies on the road. Yes. Yeah. Why would you I know? give it up? It still well, works. It still works. <laughs> I can throw my surfboard in the back. You know, I've never wanted a house. I've never wanted. I've never wanted anything. I just wanted to write. I wanted mm. to write and live the kind of life and live in San Diego. You know, um, mm. and live lifestyle that I wanted to live. And I wasn't going to go to LA. I wasn't going to go to New York. I was like, you know what? I love to w- wake up. I like to go surf. I like the people that I have here. I like, you know, especially San Diego uh, specifically because it's just f-ing real. Right. You know what I mean? Here? Can I cuss on this? Yeah, of course. I'll believe yeah. it out if I need to. Yeah, we How long have you lived here? Uh, my entire life. Is that right? I was the biggest baby Did ever born it? in Scripps Hospital at that point in time. Still? 11 pounds, 4 ounces, no C-section. My mother later became a lesbian. <sighs> right. Probably Reasonably because Reasonably so. Yeah, I would be like, no more reproductive <laughs> yeah. work going Nothing on else. down there whatsoever. <laughs> <Nothing> else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, wait, 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 is that a real thing? Great. You were the biggest baby born in Scripps up until like a certain time? We gotta, we have to go look it up. Look and it up when it got beat. If it got beat. Uh, it got beat. Somebody Did told it? me that it got beat. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, some, some like, you know, um, gestational diabetes, little twerp, you know, oh, took down my record. Fair, though. It was yeah. the only thing I had, man. <laughs> You're still a big baby. <laughs> I've hung out with you enough. Big baby. You know what that was? Yes. I mean, that was, my dad always says to me, he says, you know, like the only reason why you have any kind of sense of, of, of humor or you, your, your light in life is because every time that somebody looked into your, your like little, you know, like bayonet or whatever, they'd laugh. They'd be like, oh. <laughs> 
maybe. They take turns holding me. <laughs> because they had to, because you were so big. <laughs> yeah. No one could hold you that long. You take them. The fit, the fit friend is doing cur- like one arm curls. Yeah. Like old San Diego. I'm like, this is the anchorman sort Ron of. Burgundy. Yeah, there is this sort of imagery here. Um, so you're, you're, so then you, you know you're going to be a writer. And this was something that actually. Where's Sally? My mother-in-law was asking. It's like, hey, um, writers, like, when do you decide that you're going to pick a, like, genre? So, like, I'm always curious about, like, yourself. I know that you're, you love music, right? I know that that at some point you were were writing about music, right? Yeah, first 15 years of my career, yeah. Right. So then, like, does the writer just, like, find, get the gig and then become a writer in that genre? Or, like, where, how does that happen? You know, it's, it's mostly just walking down the street. That's, it's really kind of what it's like. You're just, like, following shiny things. Right. You know, because I just loved punk rock. I grew up on, like, you know, I love punk. I loved hip-hop. I loved all that stuff. And I was like, I'm going to write about this, man. And see if I can, you know, write for Rolling Stone and, you know, that kind of thing. And I did so, write for Rolling Stone. One byline. It was yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> it was such a small article. Yeah, but no, but then, right. but then you. Still why is that not on like your Twitter bio? Like writer wrote for Rolling Stone. Every like, time I put it in there, I delete it because I'm like, if somebody from Rolling Stone really saw this, and they, they'd be like, dude, like, you did one on. album yeah. review, like one concert review for us. I, but that's still kind of the way the world works, though, right? I mean, well, I got. I, I always joke on this podcast about how, like, okay, so like Scarlett, no offense, because this could offend you a little bit, but like how like. Like you'll go to a restaurant now in like an airport in JFK and it'll say like the chef's name and it'll be like semi-finalist on guys grocery games no offense Scarlett who, who by the way you judge Scarlett it's all coming back now here it is this is really why you're here I'm waking up Scarlett wanted an intervention Scarlett's revenge on Troy Johnson who got to take her down well we both could seek revenge clean up on aisle Troy right in my defense I would never I would never I wouldn't be one of those people that wrote that so. No, right. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, of course. But like, yeah, but you, but you, but you also did it. So like, mm-hmm. I, what I'm saying is, I'm actually taking the other side. It's like you did participate on mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, I, I will find someone's Instagram handle. It'll be like Food Network, and I'm like, who's this person? I've I never know. heard of. Like, oh, they were on an episode of something, uh-huh. and now like their byline is that they are, you know, part of Food Network or whatever it is. And like, yeah. you got to do what you got to do to sort of like set yourself apart. I, I, I tend to go the opposite way. I'm very, I'm very self-effacing. Like, I'm like yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, maybe I was on there once, you know. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I, I, I briefly brushed with this thing that would help me out. You know, right? And I don't tend to put it on that much. In fact, my my agent or my manager is like, look, do you need to brag more? You need to take the things that you've done and brag. I'm like, right, right, right. Yeah, it is hard, right? It's hard. I think that's an artist thing, you know, because you're an artist. You're a writer. You're an artist, and like that's um, you want your work to do the talking for you, exactly. Not a selfie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't like taking you know like selfies. I don't like talking about my. You know, talking about myself that much, I'd rather... I guess that's kind of the journalist in me, is I like, I like getting stories from other people. Exactly. I know my story. I'm fucking yeah. bored with it. So you were kind of like, you were the kid from Almost Famous. <laughs> it was, right? Yeah. I, saw, I used to love Lester Bangs. Lester Bangs was the character that Philip Seymour Hoffman was based on in that movie. And one of his favorite, one of his books is called um, uh, Psychotic Reactions and Carburetor Dung. One of the best <laughs> damn books you will ever read in your entire life. He, was, uh, he wrote about uh, music the way that, you know, uh, Jack Kerouac wrote about just traveling. Oh, and yeah. he was awesome. I mean, he was on meth the entire time. Sure. I mean, you just—it's like it's like one sentence that goes ninety-seven pages, right? You know, and you're like, but it's brilliant and it pops and everything. So else. I forgot. So that character is a San, was a San Diego local. He was right because yeah, yeah, he's in Bang, San Diego in the movie. I think Bangs the, was San Diego. the movie opens at like yeah. the old whatever it is now. This where the hockey team plays the Civic Arena. What is it? What is the, the, the old sports arena? Old sports arena. Yep. Right. Yeah, and they actually filmed an OB where I'm living. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They 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 got like all because and then OB you can find anybody. It looks like the 1970s. There you, you know, go. You just walk down the street. You're like, <laughs> hey, skater. You're an extra. You're an extra. Perfect. You're an extra. Hey, skater. Hey, surfer. Yeah. Um, so th- 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 that's kind of, and then so from music to food, it's just like, I mean, there's, again, it's art. So like, it just yeah. happens. But like, well, you, you got the, you got a gig then to write about food. Yeah. So I, but really what happened to me was, I mean, I, I lost everything. I mean, I lost everything. You know, I, I, had, a, I had an underground music show in San Diego, which, which is funny. I've been doing Food Network now since 2011, you know, and I'm, I'm relatively proud of that. Why know? is that not on your Instagram page? Yeah, <laughs> doing right? Food Network. <laughs> doing, no, 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 the whole sentence. Doing Food Network <laughs> since 2011, and I'm generally proud about it. <laughs> 
literally. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, but you know, so I, I did. I, I'm like, hey, you know, it's something my dad can talk about at parties. You know, and uh, you know, and so I, I'm relatively proud of that. But most most people know me for Fox Rocks. It was this underground music show that I did. You know, for six years in San Diego, it was on at midnight. You know, like if yeah. you if you had drug problems or if you couldn't sleep, you had insomnia or you had a questionable lifestyle, you would see my show, mm-hmm. and it would be yeah. all these like underground bands like the Buzzcocks, Jurassic Five, TV on the Radio, Peaches. You know, everybody would come on because back then there was no iTunes, there was no Pandora, there was no place for these um, like fringe bands, these Coachella sure, bands. So I put, sure. I put them on the air. And so anyways, I did that for six years and I did a pregame show for the San Diego Padres for two years. In 2008, I actually had a contract on my desk for the third year of this pregame show for the San Diego Padres and I didn't sign it and the economy just went. Wow. I, and they called me. I had that contract for a week. Had I signed that contract, they would have owed me a significant sum of money. Right. And they called me before I signed it and said, Every, nobody's advertising on anything in America right now. Right. Canceling the show. Yeah. And I went, oh. Right. You know, and here I am. And I, so I canceled that. And then I, my um, underground music show got canceled. I needed a job, man. I, I just I had nothing. I was like a part time writer for San Diego City Beat, which is the Alt Weekly. I was a music editor for that, right? You know, and I was like, I need a freaking job. I, okay, so I, then who comes? Who comes calling? I went to Riviera Magazine, which is that fancy, really nice magazine. Oh, yeah. glossy, you know, it's right. a glossy publication with a skinny girl who needs food on the cover. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, but they had fantastic journalists. To be or, quite honest, sure. With you. Yeah. And are you like? Is that like eating at your soul though? That like? Oh, it was eating. Now, were you were you going to cover music? No, when I, okay. I when I took, they said that you do a little bit of music, but it was a lifestyle publication. They, sure, they were like, look. You know, um, you're gonna have to write about food, and honestly, the first thing that came to my mind was fuck food. I don't want to write about food. You sure, know, like, I write about jazz. I write about punk. I write about you know. I write about art, man. Right. Food is not art. Food is you know is like yeah. this this really pretentious thing that people talk about in microgreens with tweezers and crap like that. And people that I can't relate to because they have yeah. such affluence. I thought you know, and so since I didn't know it, there was like, look, you're not gonna have to write about it immediately. You're just gonna have to edit this guy that's been writing for the New York Times and he's writing for us, right. you know, about food, and you have to study your ass off. And I'm like, ah. Oh. All right, fine. So what actually came out of my mouth is like, I love food. I would love to yeah. write yeah, food. Yeah, right. Exactly. I need a job. Yeah. Do you have 10 cents on you? Did you, did you uh, I mean, uh, not to get too deep down that, that, that path, but like, did you just start writing about food the way that you were writing about music? Did you yeah. just start drawing the parallels between, well, this artist who plays a guitar and here's one who plays a sous vide circulator totally and I did and you know and after studying it and studying it and talking to all these chefs like, I found that chefs were, were the same were my people you know I mean they're the same kind of like they have that punk rock mentality yeah, I was gonna totally say there is right. that there cultural is sort of like a matter of fact no one is really well our friends we talked to uh, you know Chad at True Cooks and like there are a couple right. people yeah. really getting into it but I mean you probably see as many tattoos and piercings in the chef world as you do in the punk world <laughs> absolutely maybe not as much like um, like hair coloring because I think it's flammable. <laughs> I, think, I think there's some sort of like, I think there's like, right? But I mean, replace, I don't know, what's a, what's a typical punk rock tattoo? What's the, punk, the what's, punk what's the pig? What's the punk rock version of like the, yeah, that would be the, the pig black, anatomy? The black flag three um, bars. Uh, yeah, yeah, Henry Rollins' first band. It would be yeah. they, they get the three bars on it. See, yeah. I love that. I want to. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more about That's that sort it. of like. Yeah, I actually wrote one of my first stories. I wrote about food. It was called "Roasted Bone Marrow." Is my new punk rock. You nice. know, and, I, and it won an award, and that was why I started. You know, and it was, I, I was lucky. I was able to you know get some accolades and whatnot, and that's kind of what Food Network called on. And you know, and, and sitting a magazine called me, and they're like, "You're winning all these awards. What, what, what we can we hire you away?" And I'm like, "Oh, sure, yeah, I'm sure, talking. let's talk." Yeah, I, I have certain parameters. I'd like to look at my boxers from home. And now, they're, like, they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, yeah! <laughs> well, I love how like you like we're writing like roasted bone marrow is my new punk rock, uh-huh. and now though. You're like dishing out best new restaurant, the Brian Malarkey. What happened to you, Troy Johnson? What, what happened to your integrity? The guy that shares a wall that you guys were talking no, about actually yeah. putting the, um, like a glory hole, I think, in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. um, not a glory hole, per se. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. I think that was no. Brian. That yeah, that was Brian talking about that. That was his recommendation. Yeah, that definitely was not us. You know, I'm, I'm joking. But, I, um, you know, it's funny about that, the best restaurants. I mean, I hate doing the best restaurants, period. I mean, I, I hate making lists like that. You know? Yeah. It, it, but readers love them. Yeah. You know, oh, sure. And anytime you're sitting there, you're like, I have six, six or seven restaurants that all are ten restaurants that to all equally deserve. So I basically try to move them around every year. Yeah, yeah. no, you know, I, we I'm know. Like, I, I, yeah. I, we, you kind of see just, it. Just, yeah, just like James Beard. Yeah, I mean, it's all of these sort of you sort have, places. You kind of have to. You know, yeah. I feel. I mean, like, like William Bradley. He's a fantastic chef, but he also has a, a monastery up there. He doesn't have to cook for that many people. To be quite honest with you, he could, he sure and focuses on his craft every right. every day. And you a know? lot of it is for like, and I think what you do really well, and what a lot of great writers do is like, it is a you're, like you're trying to also serve 
serve the people, yeah. right? And like, again, as much as I might love the, the fine dining white tablecloth stuff, mm-hmm. there are different, you know, different restaurants for different people and different food for different folks. And you need to hit all those price points. And like, it's not an exactly. easy job. You can't yeah. just sit there and be like, I like bone marrow. I'm only going to talk about bone marrow or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Exactly. Man, I mean, remember the joy and spirit of Peter Pan? I just, of course, remember that. One of my favorite all-time Disney characters. Well, there's a place where you don't have to grow up, even though the world tells you to. That's right. The place is Walt Disney World. It's tough being an adult, but at Walt Disney World, you can put the adulting on pause and let the everyday stresses of life disappear, which happens every time we go to Disney. We got another trip queued up uh, a couple of weeks from now, uh, and it is really, for me, one of the places where you just totally... Uh, can escape. There's so much cool stuff you can do at Walt Disney World after hours, including a crawl of some of the best in-park drinking options, because if the world tells you to grow up at Disney World, you don't have to. WDW is the perfect escape for millennials. That's right, you weirdos. I kind of wish I was a millennial. There's an entirely new way to experience it all as an adult without kids, from cool drinking options to the excitement of after-hour events. You can find your happy place there. The dining options also, guys, don't underestimate the dining options. They're simply outstanding. How about Le Cellier Steakhouse, where you can descend into the cozy cellar of a Canadian chateau for exquisite steaks and seafood specialties. I have not been there yet, but every time I go by sort of the Canadian part uh, of Epcot, I always want to sort of uh, dine there. There's so many cool attractions and characters that bring your childhood to life and new experiences that you can appreciate as an adult. Relive the nostalgia of Disney or create some new memories now at WDW. That's Walt Disney World. Hey, listen, you can help our podcast stay free to download with minimal ads. Uh, Responses here will help align the appropriate advertisers to our audience here at Starving for Attention. Uh, Go over to Podcast One and take their survey. The survey's short. It's completely anonymous. It takes no more than five minutes. And again, it's going to help us align to produce better content for you. There's two easy ways that you can help us out with the Podcast One survey. You can go to www.podcastone.com slash mysurvey or you can go to www.podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you filled a survey out in the past, hey, listen, thanks, but we still need you to do it again. You do all of us at Starving for Attention and Podcast One a huge favor by filling it out. So thank you so much for supporting Starving for Attention, for supporting Podcast One, and for taking the time to complete the survey. Go do it now, please. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. I'm making fun of the whole Brian Malarkey thing, but I do want to just take this quick moment to let you know how much you've inspired me. So you're ready for me to like, you're ready for me to like go after you. Um, no, like when we first started, because like, I met you on set basically, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's the writer for San Diego. I had just moved to San Diego, and like yeah. you're like the, right. you know, the, the, you know, the, the main dog, the big dog here. Um, but like when I worked with you after one or two days, I remember, I don't know if I sent you a text, I probably did, but like I went back to my hotel room that night and I was like, I need to step my game up because like there's dudes who are writers like sitting next, and that was when I was first starting to like judge shows, right? Um, and as you know, like if, if you're on a panel with other people that are judging, like we're all sort of like competing for like the snappy one-liner or for like, in, in our case, Guy Fieri's attention or <laughs> another 30 seconds on the shot clock. The sound bite. The sound bite, right? But you are, like, you you're fighting to. for the sound bite. You have to Do you feel that something? too? I, I always kind of to. chalked it up to him being just a little competitive. No, and, for sure. But is it, does it feel like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't even feel like it's a competition thing, but I'm like, I agree with myself. I'm like, you have to say this in a way that hasn't been said before, otherwise you're just going to get on the category of floor, you're not going to get any right. time, you're not going to invite it back. But how hard is that? Job. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's what it, hard, that's what it, it does come down that? to. How hard is it to say, like, this sucks in a different way? Yeah. Is that, well, you know, you know like... And that's where I got a poetry minor, you know, nice. and that's... Mm. That helps. I, I, honestly, <laughs> when I got it, my father cried tears. Right. You know, and he's, I was the least employable college graduate in, like, 1,700 years. Right. You know? You're a it, big baby with a poetry yeah. minor. A poetry <laughs> minor. I used to paint my toenails. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. weird, man. But, you know, the... I, but honestly, it helped me so much because it helped me think in metaphors. And I've actually, mm. I started, I got away from it. See, oh. that's what it is. is you just, you just it all, unlocked. Metaphors, yeah. Like for anyone who's listening to this show and it's like, you're going to get on one of the, like think in metaphors. You really, it helped you think in metaphors. Yeah, totally. And that's one of the things, that's like one of your signature, uh, yeah. that's it, your signature commentary is, yeah, is that. I, I never thought I would use it, you know, quite mm. honestly. I was like, oh, it was just, you know, I, I liked reading it. I liked writing it, you know, and, and I, you know, but it really did unlock that, that part of my brain that thinks like when I think about anything, 
um, I go, it's like this. Right. It's like that. Right. It's this. It's that. You know, and right, my, during my first show for Food Network, it was called Crave in 2011. I had my own show, right? And they I'll get the notes back from the network. Troy, not everything can be like something. All right? <laughs> Talk like a normal... Human being. Yeah, right? but I think that is talking like a normal human being. Right. That's no, where I would have totally. kicked. I mean, I know like at, at those moments in our lives, like you don't have, you know, the, uh, you know, the balls to sort of talk back to uh, the network and be like, no, but no. this is how I want to do it. Like, um, yeah. See, like that unlocks a massive secret to me that, yeah. that like, yeah. now here's my question. I think we might have talked about this before. Do you, do you pre-write some of the metaphors and for then sure. find the moments for them? For sure. And is, are, when do you make that decision? That like I'm gonna go with the. I remember last time we were on set with you. You said something like, "It it reminds me of like the garden hose, like drinking water from the garden hose." Like it's one of these Troy Johnson. Just you're like, dude, I hate you so much. Good thing. Or a bad thing. Right. I think it was just you're getting too much. Too much at, you know at one, I mean? at one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I was like, oh, but like, but when you you're like, now it sets the scene for you, and you're like, I love the drinking from the garden. Like, I'm sitting, I'm sitting next to you, like I hate him so much, but I agree with him so much. Um, yeah, I have to. You know, I write it out. It's funny because I used to feel really self conscious about writing it out because I was like, that means I'm not that good on the spot. That no. means I am not. You know, right. I need to go to, and I do. I would say probably of what makes it on TV, 80% is me on the spot. But there are those 20%, and a lot of times those 20% are what they use a lot because I'm a writer. Right. Yeah. So I sit down, and I'm like, okay, we know what's going to happen today, Troy. You're going to get something that's not salty enough. Right. Instead of saying it's not salty enough, how are you going to say this differently? And I'll start sketching and sketching and sketching and writing metaphors, and you know, and I'll read, I'll read poetry, I'll read yeah. tweets, I'll read funny tweets, that kind of stuff, and I'll have like 10 ways to say it. And if I get a dish, I'll be like, Aha! I got a line for this. Yes, that's <laughs> you know? what it is. Like, so, yeah. like, and the, the, this you, we didn't share, but like, I've I've started to pick it up, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah you, you if you can't, you know, I'm gonna get this thing yeah. that's unseasoned, that's not cooked, Undercooked. that's raw, that's yeah. too salty, that's needs an answer. And then, and then, there's nothing wrong with that because I think a lot of haters, and like, and I was one of these people too. Like when, like, I heard it was my buddy Fabio, mm-hmm. who's a whole other category, but like, he would write like stuff for his interviews on like Top Chef. He'd be like, mm-hmm. you know, my mother had a mountain goat, and uh, she, you know, all this stuff. Uh-huh. And they're like, you, I was like, what do you, what are those notes? He's like, oh, I write stuff because yeah. I know I'm going to say something about a mountain goat. And I'm yeah. like, you're a, you're a fraud, fraud, dude. Right? You're, you're yeah. a fraud. Like exactly. But he's not. It's just smart. That's his. Well, it's still. And his as long story. as it's real, right? Because yeah. like the thing is, you can't just say that. Oh, I have this great line for something that's. So- too salty and then you've got to be presented with something that's too salty exactly so i don't think there's any issue yeah um with that but i bet you some people will have an issue i bet you competitors might have uh, not jones but what are your thoughts on on, well i mean we've we've talked to others because you've judged also you judge jasmine has judged an episode of cutthroat kitchen that has not aired still i think it was because of what i said no (laughs) 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 just to be honest yeah um, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's it's um, hard in the moment, I think, uh-huh. for sure. And then, you know, you also get, you know, some production notes as you're going. I don't know how yeah. Guy's Grocery Games yeah. works exactly, but I mean, I, on this episode, they certainly were like, you know, kind of like, here's what you're going to do with your opinion, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, but here's kind of how we want you to frame it. And I just was like, just... Didn't, you were brutal the first time out. Well, I think that's what like that brutal. And I didn't mean to be, but I was just like no nonsense. Like it was pretty horrible. I just, like, I just moved my chair over. I know. Yeah, that's right. It was bad. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why it hasn't aired. No, there's a whole season that's on the show. You know that there's a whole season that's on the shelf that hasn't aired. Um, but you know, my here's the thing. At the end of the day, like you know, I mean, that's that's what I've, I've done my entire life. It's like, you know, you have to take something that's, that's esoteric and, and, and really not tangible, like acid or salt or something like that, and you have to put it in a floor or colorful or paint a picture, man. Yeah. yeah. You have to paint a picture or you're not, you're not, it's not interesting. You know, it's like, it's too salty. I need to think of like 25 different ways. That's been my entire career is thinking of 100 ways to say basically the same thing. Right. right. Well, you know? you're also, I just love the idea there that it's practice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like effort, there's training that goes oh, into it. Yeah. And for some reason, I think in the arts, there's this idea that like, no, art is just something that just magically Blows. happens, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. <clears throat> but it's not. You have, to, you have to work at it. So, well, Troy. So, so if you, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, on Guys Review <clears throat> Games, who do you like judging with? Just based on knowing that, A, Richard Blasey has the best restaurant in San Diego. Yeah, you don't, you oh can my just, gosh. You, can, yeah. you don't have to be nice. <laughs> Everyone heard that. company excluded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that. Um, I don't like, ju- I'll, I'm going to 
Yeah, well, I that's don't what, like being with Troy. Right. Well, because I, I, I like similar, being with you because like I love you and like I like hanging <laughs> out with you. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, but I like you chat like you're too for me. You're too challenging to be on the same panel with. Well, you want someone that you can push around. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> you just want someone that you're going oh. to no. beat to the ring every Can I get time. some popcorn, please? Right. I just want to watch this evolve. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to. I want you to get back to your thought. No, but well, I just want to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're on the same thing. I'm wondering like. You know, are there people that you judge with that you work really well off of, that mm-hmm. you bounce really well off of, but you're also not fighting them for that same, Artie, you know? Artie and I are very good that yeah. way because yeah. Artie is very sweet and very colorful and Plus very emotional. Agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She is, but she's not operating in the same play, uh, same right. space that I am. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we yeah, complement yeah. each other really well. Carl Ruiz, even though he is much funnier than I am, he's one of the, the funniest human beings I've ever met in my entire mm. life. You know, I mean, he is just... And you know, it's funny because some of my favorite people on, on Grocery Games, people don't understand how funny Carl is because he's not as funny on TV as he is in real life. I mean, you hear him in real life. He is just... I mean... Every five seconds, he's coming up with this amazing, like, New Jersey metaphor for life, and you're like, ah, ah stop, girl. You know? He's good. He's, he's good. Is... So, but he's, but he operates in a very, like, his comedy on TV is very, like, just like, I like this, blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, and that's yeah. not mine. I, I t- I'm like, well, yeah. this is rich. It tastes like eating Morgan Freeman's voice. Mm. You know, like, they're like, oh, that's, that's my weird. line I stole from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a line I stole from Troy. I, I texted you. I don't. We can pull it up. Yeah. I I dropped that on Master Chef. Nice. And I texted I mean, you before a... I did it. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna drop your Morgan Freeman line. I, 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 oh, I remember. Yeah, this. and you're like, Yeah, this sure. Is, this is my. This is. Okay, yeah, there's the biggest honors is, I've ever had. That's, that's dude. Fantastic. Yeah, there's no no. I, I asked you for it's, it. I was like, That's a, too. That's rich and creamy, like Food Morgan Network Freeman's sample. voice. Yes. Like, I'm using that. You know? So that's yeah. So that's really see, cool. I'm a hip hop yeah. kid. I don't have a problem taking a sample. Oh hell no. As long as I ask for permission. Absolutely. Well, we got a great great writer. They always there was a line by Yates, the poet. You know, he's like, Good writers borrow, great writers steal. Right. You know. Not, you know, I mean, and but to be honest, there is. I mean, everything that I've written, you know, I mean, is it, really there's a lot of what I do every day. I read books every single day, and I find that I'm not as good of a writer if I'm not reading all the time. Mm. You know, currently I'm sure. reading three books. I'm Does reading. it influence you though? Because I feel like the For same sure. way, if you look at other people's food, or if you just go to the same type of restaurants, eventually you start making. That's how beet salad with goat cheese happens. Exactly. <laughs> that's how Brussels sprouts happen. Man. Right. Exactly. Balsamic drizzle. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, honestly, yeah, for sure it influences you. But I'll actually take, I'll have the, it open on my uh, iBooks, and then I'll have my notes. And everything that I like, like lines that I like, I'll cut. Copy and paste them into those notes. And sometimes it's just the format of something. Obviously, it's not verbatim. It's just You're a just thought. Yeah, it's yeah. just a thought. And and what I'll do is I'll take that thought and then then tweak it like eighty percent and make it my own about food. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I love that idea. How can I apply this to a dish? Yeah, you're you know dropping I mean? knowledge, dude. But we didn't get so so. You like working with Artie and you like working with Carl. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. Because I don't like working with you. To just clarify. <laughs> Why? No, because 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 I'm I like to I like to think that I'm I, I'm also capable of coming up with a nice uh, you know a nice line that I'm also somewhat like I want to be a writer, yeah. right? But like so that I know that when I'm with you, then I can't be the snappy writer guy. Yes, you can. When you and I are on the together, no, then I have to be like I the more like, serious it's chef. Like, it's like, you know, it's like running together. You know what I mean? You're really good on the spot. And you're really funny, and you know, I, I like I like running with you because you see something I'm like, yeah. oh, mother. Well, yeah. maybe that's good. Maybe then we should be yeah. on more episodes exactly. together. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's I I do like being with someone who's never done it before. What, what Jasmine was saying, someone yeah. who's just going to be <laughs> like, if it's too strong, if it's you're like the senior and like the freshman, like not just... not an intentional hazing, but just like I do like to play this little game, especially early, like when none of that stuff gets used anyway, like when they first start cooking, like. And there's someone who's never done it before. If you have two really strong people, yeah. like to just talk so much so that that person never even has a moment to jump in. <laughs> and you're like, wow, I do like that moment. There are, dear new judge, can you just stop yes. twitching for a second right. and yes. say something? Exactly. About food? Like, yeah. Or then just keep telling them, here's what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> here's what we're going to do next. And you, or just try telling them what to say. <laughs> Well, that was I mean, that one of my best, some of my funnest moments on that show have been when you know a newbie uh, messes up because that like that woman um, it was actually no Dom, Dominic uh, Dominica yeah. Dominica Catelli she's a restaurant chef up in Northern, Northern California yeah. really good Italian chef she and she's you know she's beautiful she's smart you know everything else is they had her on as a judge and they're like you know when the, the chefs come back and guy asks he's, he's like you know when you know do chefs I mean judges do we know who's going home right you know and we're just supposed to say yes. Right. You know, we're just supposed to say yes. <laughs> yes. Dominica goes, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> was this, was this Joan? <laughs> was 
was it Joan? It was another Joan. Oh, it was another. I, I just we we just had one recently. You weren't on set. We had another. We had another Joan. I forget. I think it was, was Ken. It, it was a Ken. No. It was, okay. So a Joan is. It's only happened three times. Yeah. One time where that was just a point. But there's been two times. Okay. So what Troy, like, to reset it, when the chefs come out, there's the moment where the judges know who's being eliminated. Mm-hmm. The contestants don't know, and guys sort of tease it up. But on guys' grocery games, guy does the eliminating. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the judges have a little bit of commentary for the person eliminated. Right. So going into that, Troy will know we're going to eliminate Scarlett. Sorry, Scarlett. <laughs> But, but, but Troy, but Troy, no, Troy is going to tell Scarlett she did a good job. Here's why she got eliminated. Right. Basically, that's how it goes. Got it. So, like, there's that moment. Everyone's got to hold their poker face because we're looking at the competitors. Mm-hmm. We know who's going home. Yeah. And I just kind of survey all of them. I so survey no all of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One to the next and the next right. and back. And, yeah. Yeah. and two times in the show's history, or now three because someone pointed, and that one Troy's talking about, the chefs come out, and then guys like, all right, everyone did good, but, you know, uh, someone's going to go home and then he's setting up his dramatic pause yeah. to be like this person's going home yeah. so there's been a couple times where they do that and then one of the new judges is like Joan <laughs> he's like he's like judges you're sure you're about your answer yeah it's Joan right exactly so like basically they cut guy they cut the moment off and they in the moment and then the whole cast the whole crew of you know 75 right. people just like, gasp is just what? like yeah. they blew the moment that's like the whole moment of the show right it's the punchline of the whole thing well and Gosh. then you start laughing because it's right. so right. funny and you feel bad because I've always for thought the person, you, know, yeah. you, you have empathy I mean the hardest thing for me always was looking at somebody and, and critiquing their food you know what I mean I know this is a game I, a lot of times I'll go up to the contestants and say look I'm going to say something not nice about your food right. it's my job I right. have to you know so if I'm really negative on you or whatever I, know, I have to do that or it's not a show you know, so yeah, just yeah. understand that it's not personal. It's not anything. It's like if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be here. Right, you know? right. So, it's, it's, and like, so you know that, and you start laughing. You're like, these people. Some of these people. It's like, look, man, this is a big deal. You know, yeah. I mean, a, it's money. You know, b, it's 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 a it's a feather in your cap. It's on your Instagram bio. <laughs> oh, you know? I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I even think you're 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 underreporting that actually, because yeah. I'm uh, like you know. Yeah. I've done it, right? So, oh, um, sorry. no, that's sorry. okay. It's all right. That's just like your. We got 15 it's minutes fine. left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that, was call that me. Call, call me when yeah. there's 30. Yeah. Is that your emergency call to get you out of here? No, that's yeah. a do not call list. It doesn't work. I get it's it never the same works. number. It yeah. calls me every day. It tells me <laughs> I need. I'm, 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 you're like. Hey, you know, I'm going to work on your credit. I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah, I'm a writer. Yeah. I have crappy credit. You are such a writer. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, it's, it's more than that. It's like their life, you know, yeah, for the for what sure. I was going to go. It's like, yeah. you're like, oh, it's a big deal for them. And like, maybe Scarlett, you have a, you have a, you know, uh, a take on this because you've done it on Guys Grocery Games. Like, no one really judges cooks. Like, we read review. Like, we read yeah. review. And then, quite yeah. honestly, when you don't say something nice about us, mm-hmm. we just say that you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. And that's totally okay. <laughs> well, and if, you're, if you're not right. the executive yeah. chef, you're not really taking that criticism. Right. So, yeah, if you're cooking yeah. fish, right. and, like, unless you hated the right, fish dish, you hated right. that word. and you know that you were working Tuesday on that, that station, you don't care, yeah, you know? Exactly. And, like, you shug it off, and everyone's like, we're still good. They don't know what they're talking about. And you get back to it. But when you're on a show, and it's just you standing up mm. there, mm-hmm. and then someone says, your stuff wasn't good, and you're eliminated. And you see it all the time. The, Mm-hmm. The angry chefs who walk out of there, you're like, you know, I know it's easy for us as judges to be like mad at them because they storm off or whatever. Like, it's their life. Absolutely. You know, that was their whole life and their whole family, right. like, their crews, the first time their restaurants. Been since like they've been in school. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, that, yeah. Exactly. So it's a big yeah, deal. So. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, I was a little bit more comfortable, I think, than, than maybe some yeah. other people were. She works with Richard. She gets criticized all the time. You know, <laughs> and, and I knew, I knew who, who, who my judges were. Um, yeah. Uh, but but it was for me the first time I was putting up a plate that I had to knew I was going to relive again at some point mm-hmm. when it was aired. Like most of the time, you just mm-hmm. put up a dish and it goes off into the yeah. darkness, mm-hmm. and someone eats it, and then you never have to hear about it or think about it again. So unless it gets sent back, but that's like a brief moment of just hey, fix this. Um, it was the first time I put, you know, my best for what I thought was my best in, fr- in front of people that I that I respected and admired, and then knew that not only I was going to have to relive it, but everyone that knew me was going to watch this. 2.7. Wow. Yeah. You don't really realize it until you're standing there and, and you see the 80 other people in the room, the producers yeah. and everyone, mm-hmm. and they're all watching you, and you're like, 
tripling, quadrupling this in your head. Like, mm. this is uh-huh. just one small yeah. fraction of, of everyone. So. Super, that's super aware of you, first of all, especially yeah. the first time doing it to realize that. The other side of that, though, is then uh, if, you, if it is your first time you're competing, and we have a couple of cooks who are, have just recently went on yeah. Triple G and Chopped and stuff, is, like, you also then think that everything you're doing is going to play out. Like, right. that 12-hour day you had, yeah. right. you're only yeah. going to see seven minutes of it. So, and, and, and not even that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Seven yeah. minutes of you, I mean, minutes, your yeah. body in a frame, a right? Minutes. I mean, it's it's really going to be three sentences and one still shot of that dish and like you looking over that dish being really really um i I also probably set you up as like one of your mentors and being like listen you're probably going to lose it's going to be okay just because that's my mentality like when i go on these like i'm always preparing myself for the worst thing absolutely which i've been in front of troy too troy you've you've knocked me down a number of times where i like you know at least uh at least we're you know well no we have to walk off and you have to be like oh well you know uh, if you're an athlete you don't win all the time Hey, listen, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. So, introducing True Price from True Car. Now you know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because TrueCar shows you what other people paid for that same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some of these features are not available in all states. All right, so um, Troy Johnson, uh, um, would you rather host a travel (laughs) doc show (laughs) or host a in-studio food competition show? Okay, uh, this, this obviously is a little sticky because of who I'm playing by. Um, <laughs> I, 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 can just, I can just see myself getting fired. No, Troy, we don't have any judges um, this yeah, year. Yeah, we're not actually going to That's we're never going to judges happen. this year. Dude, you're a legend on that. <laughs> so, that. That's never going to happen. So, but I, I you know, I, I mean, I love doing guys' grocery but I, I would not, I'm not a big fan of competition shows because I don't think we should be pitting people. Uh, we should be able to enjoy the art of food and like the story of food and everything else without pitting chefs against one another. It's fine. People like it a lot, you know, and it's, mm. everybody wants to root for a horse. Right. Know? I mean, they get their horse like, oh, you know, and it makes a competition. And if that gets people into food, fantastic. But I'd rather just tell stories about food. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that Guy's best work is when he's out, out on, uh, on Diners, Starbucks, and Dice, and he's telling the stories of, like, small mom and pops across America. You know, and getting their stories instead of, you know, um, instead of pitting them against one another, which, again, not, it's not bad. You know, but I want to just tell the stories. Like, I, my favorite shows are, like, you know, in Chef's Table and, you know, uh, Mind of a Chef and, you know. Oh, I'm and, losing so much respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're 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 brilliant shows, but yeah. I, I feel like that. I mean, again, it's 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 just it's getting to be a complicated. It is genre. Hard. You're right. And like it is hard to separate. I mean, again, we we haven't covered it at all, but like can get too post Bordain, yeah. precious. Like now, there's a little space actually, mm-hmm. sadly, because right. like yeah. I feel like Bordain covered that space mm-hmm. so well. Um, and there's just so much of it. It's like, I get it. Okay, we walked into a hole in the wall. You're going to sit down. You're going to eat some great food. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the, even the, the Big Ten sort of thing because at least it's a different sort of, like, yeah. approach, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, when you're just discovering things. I mean, I like the, I like the thrill of discovery. And, why know, don't we right? just combine the two? Yeah. Why don't we just walk into a restaurant and be like, game on! <laughs> My- Your food is great. This is a great little hole in the wall. And guess what? We're going to eliminate one of the sous chefs right now. <laughs> One of you is losing a job for it's the 22 a, it's, minutes. It's actually an idea. Well, you know what? I mean, and look, I don't, I don't have anything like you know, really against competition shows. Obviously, I work for one. I mean, just, I think I just prefer to tell stories, I guess. That, that's it. You know, I, I'd, 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 I would hope that I could find the personalities and the stories that would carry themselves, you know, and, and without having to send one home. Nice. Uh, <laughs> would you rather surf for ski, brah? Oh, sir. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know, I found nothing in my life. Skiing is just cold and it's wet and there's so much, there's so many things on it. The the ocean's wet, too. And it's pretty cold. But it's not as cold. So it's a gear thing. It's a gear thing. Well, you know, honestly, I I was born and raised. I mean, look, you know, we talked about Anthony Bourdain a little bit. I've dealt with depression my entire life. I'm one of those kids. It's part of uh, what fuels who I am. You know, and I've learned to live with it. You know, I've learned many ways to cope with it. You know, meditation, yoga, surfing, alcohol, um, drugs along the way. Right. You know, I mean, prescription drugs, not not, not cocaine and everything else. Right. Um, but, you know, I, throughout the years, I've dealt with it in different ways. Surfing is by far the healthiest and the best way that I've ever learned how to deal with it. You know, you just sit out there and you yeah. bob in the water and you look at the horizon. You can't think about anything else. Well, there's something about uh, negative ions, too. Have you ever heard that? Right. In, in the negative water. Negative ions and yeah. really some more positive ions. Whoa. 
This is the whole. This is when I take this over. Is, yeah, this is when Jasmine <laughs> spins off her, her podcast. <laughs> Uh, positive ions with Jasmine Blaze. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to. I don't know why I gave you. <laughs> I, I give you always give you the little bit of the NPR voice. Uh, would you rather New York or San Francisco? Two of my favorite cities. Mm, I think New York. Uh, my girlfriend's okay. my girlfriend's in New York. She's, okay. uh, she's expo- exposed me to Brooklyn and all mm-hmm. like the little you know um, like neighborhoods neighborhoods over there. Um, you're from Brooklyn, right? I'm from New York. I'm from Long Island, but I just came back from Brooklyn, okay. and I was like the Williamsburg area right now is I'm noticing tipping. Towards much. like what the meatpacking district in New York mm-hmm. happened, where it was like a cool place, you get a cool loft, and mm-hmm. like no one really lives down there. And now it's just like, like clubs yeah. mm-hmm. and like fancy hotels, and like even even Brooklyn, at least that part, is sort of like I feel like starting to lose its you know, know it's it's hipsterness. Well, and as you know, you we're alluding to Bourdain. I mean, remember his his New York episode? He's like, this is not the New York that I knew. I knew this is Disneyland. You know, like, blah, 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 blah. you know, and I'm like, I, I get it. I totally understand. I mean, I see some of the neighborhoods here in San Diego, like Barrio Logan, is now getting hip and trendy right. and everything else. Yeah. I'm like, right, this is the barrio, man. I mean, this is this is where like a, a really like vibrant Latino community has lived and thrived for years. You know, right. and if this goes to gentrification, a lot of the and not to say that you know it, it's it just hasn't been affluent. Yeah. You know, so a lot of the Latinos that live there we're not going to be able to, to afford yeah. the new you yeah, know 3,000 square foot stu- studio you know mm. so yeah I do hate yeah. seeing that but New York God New York's sexy man it's just it's just so alive it, it is just, it creeps it's, it it's my noises. traffic and like just the sounds of the city to me are like my ocean waves Jasmine <laughs> what are the ions of a city's what are, I'm not are sure are the negative ions are they negative ions negative ions of like cars honking and yeah. like traffic on a highway and yeah, like I don't think someone yelling like hey I'm walking here I yell that I yell you know that's honestly what I was driving with my girlfriend in New York and somebody um, honked at us I mean multiple times yeah, yeah. and I mean yeah. San Diego I'm like, Whoa! Yeah. Right. What are you doing? What is going on? Like, yes. This is, this is, a, this is a, egregious. This is a very... So yeah. that, that you're, that's so inside San Diego because she, it does not happen any... Like, yeah. Everybody honks. Well, everybody. I mean, like, we moved here from Atlanta. You honk all the time. It's yeah. just like like a turn signal. It's just part of your driving no, yeah. etiquette. Like, you're just here, honking. honking is like the here rudest like, thing you can what do. What is your You might as well problem. take a dump on someone's hood. <laughs> like, literally. It's, it is... I mean, I have been at lights where the light has turned green and there's cars behind me and I'm not going and no one honks and the whole light will just cycle through green, yellow, red. And I'm like, no, you're good. You're good. No, I'm like, you should honk at me. Like that's, that's appropriate. But no, everybody's different. It's very different. That's amazing. So different. That's what I've always liked about San Diego too. Honestly, it has that Midwest mentality. We're just nice people. You know what I mean? We're mellow. You know, not everybody's not, that's why LA, I've always said what I like about LA is that everybody's trying, you know, like in San Diego, sometimes people don't try. They don't try with fashion. They don't try with it. You know, art, they don't try with it, whatever. Um, But what I don't like about LA is the same thing that everybody's trying. You know, like right. you're, not re- you're not getting that real index. It's hard to separate that. Like, oh, is this someone trying, mm-hmm. or is this someone who's just like so like yeah. cool and like hipster and indie that yeah. that's just how they naturally exactly. are? Yeah, um, they're all always always in an act. And San Diego is just a nice, real p- town. It's like the Des Moines yeah. by the ocean. Yeah. Oh, nice. Des Moines by. Let's see. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. No, I still this dish. This dish reminds. But that's fine. <laughs> Good writers borrow and great writers steal, and you are a great writer. Okay, last one for Would You Rather, Troy Johnson. This is the big one. Would yeah. you rather arm wrestle? Mm-hmm. No. Or leg wrestle, Guy Fieri. <laughs> Both of them terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Oh my god! <laughs> Mainly because, like, also we didn't because you, you're wearing. We didn't mention if, like, if you're leg wrestling, if you're wearing pants. Mm-hmm. Well, you're wrestling. Like, maybe you're just in. Like, maybe they're in like old school leotards. Like a unitard. Right. I was just saying, like, they're like totally naked. I wasn't suggesting that. I think. I think because. Okay. First of all, before we even get into it, have you arm wrestled or leg wrestled, guy? I have not. This is not not something that I have in my my rolodex. But but I would definitely say leg wrestle because then I don't have to look guy in the eye. Guy's intense. You know what I mean? He would. He could. He could win just by looking at me. You know what I mean? He'd just be like, he'd give you that. That stare. He's no, highly yeah. intelligent. And he looks at you and he's just like, you kind of go, <laughs> <laughs> and my arm would just fall off. Yeah, there is always that moment. Right? There's the moment where he's like, what do you want me to do? You want me? No. Is that okay? Got it. Uh, all right, Trey Johnson. Thank you so much, dude. It took a while to get course, you up bro. here. You, by the way, first podcast guest that has been in our home. No. Yeah. What an honor. So, That's like, true. thank you for hanging. Which, which, it really just means you're the first one I've like, you know. Wanted to give our wanted to be to. in. No, yeah, exactly. 
also, also not true. Like we would, we would like to have other people come over as well. Um, I live here now. I'm just gonna, yeah, exactly. That's fine. We have a little. Uh, okay. There's a little casita yeah. next door. Actually, yeah. yeah, we can. Ta- yeah. It's it's a literally it's like a Tokyo one, a little yeah. one bedroom. Sweet. Yeah, we we can. Ta- you can take a look at it. Uh, last okay. thing we do, Troy, uh, is we play this game. Uh, well, it's not a game. It's a serious thing. Well, it doesn't have to be serious. You're not going to take it serious. Uh, it's called 86. It's 86. Uh, what's one thing in the world that Troy Johnson, it could be the world, the food world, your personal world. Uh, what is one thing Troy Johnson, amazing writer, food personality, uh, fitness maven at this point, because you're looking all tan and trim right now. What, is, what does Troy Johnson want at 86? Uh, just to, before I even let you, as I'm buying some time for you right now. Thank you so much. Uh, the most popular answer is we're 55 episodes in on this podcast. 50-50. And there have been a number of Caesar salads as this answer mm-hmm. and a number of Donald Trumps. So, yeah. Uh, two, yeah. So those are the top two. I mean, listen, if, that's, if you feel strongly... But I know you you like to be creative. So I, well, I would like to put Donald, wrap Donald Trump into into Yelp as a whole and throw them both down the hole. Oh, there you it know? is. I mean, I, I wow. And went I, for a brand. I love. I look and I, I love a lot of people who work for Yelp and I yeah. just have it has a function for sure. You know, I just I guess I still have an issue with the fact that some people some people are able to go on there and make racist, sexist, you know, um, like unfounded claims against small business owners and and just rail them and bring down mm. their star rating and it affects their business and everything right. else. And I'm like, how is this possible that we let people do mm, this that is small so, business owners, wow, man. See, uh, that's right. some of that stuff. They is, have no fight. They have no fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so right. I've had, like, somebody, I get restaurateurs sending me some of their reviews, and they're like, they just called my, um, one of my um, black servers um, like an ape person or right. something like that. I'm like, how right. is this even, uh, right. th- that needs to be taken down within seconds. Yeah, right, you exactly. Like, and, and, like, you know the technology exists. Yeah. To, right. like, just, hey, hey here's, you know, uh, 3,000 words 3, that can words. appear in a, exactly. in, a, in, a, in a paragraph yeah. here. So I'm not, a big, I'm not a big fan. I think that it's evolved, and I think that it will evolve, and I think it definitely could get a lot better. Um, but right now, I'm still not a huge fan. Nice. Thank you, brother, so much for hanging out with us. We have to do your podcast again soon. Absolutely. Uh, also, last thing, you want to come back on and like hang out and maybe co-host an episode or two? Anytime. Awesome, because Artie right now holds the record of most appearances. Yes! And yes. you got to take Artie down. you got to take Artie down. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Appreciate right. it. You got it. Hey, everyone, uh, do us a favor and jump on over to uh, iTunes or Podcast One and give Starving for Attention a subscription. This is a great episode. Uh, with Troy Johnson. Um, you know, like us there. And maybe if you have like two minutes, it only takes two minutes, write an amazing review. Uh, we'll put up a picture of Troy and everyone that was hanging out with us, Scarlett and Jasmine. Sally's here. Hey, Sally. uh, we'll throw up a, a picture on the Starving for Pod at Starving the Number Four Pod on Instagram. And until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to all of our sponsors who make this possible and make everything happen for us, Angels Envy Bourbon. Check out angelsenvy.com to learn more and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. MeUndies, get 20% off your first pair and free shipping. Visit MeUndies.com slash starving. For Walt Disney World, you can plan your next magical adventure today. And True Car, visit True Car for a better car buying experience. Thanks, fam.